Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of the Sherwin-Williams company, ticker symbol SHW. Sherwin-Williams is a dividend aristocrat close to being a dividend king. They've successfully increased their dividend payouts in each of the last 44 years. So they are among a select handful of companies that have able to have this sort of sustainable dividend over the long run. Currently, they're trading at just over $243 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 31%. Going back over the past year, their stock price is down 16%. Over five years, however, they've compounded at a rate of 16.5% per year. Over 10 years, they've returned 18.5% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, They've returned 17.5% compounded annually. Keep in mind that this return is not including dividends. Currently, they're trading closer to their 52-week low than they are to their 52-week high. Sherwin-Williams is a large business. They have a $62 billion market cap. So for some background about the business, Sherwin-Williams is the largest provider of architectural paint in the United States. The company has approximately 5,000 company-operated stores and facilities and sells premium paint at higher price points than most competitors. Sherwin-Williams also sells paint-related products in big box stores and provides coatings for original equipment manufacturers. The Sherwin-Williams company was founded in 1866 and is headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio. For today's fundamental stock analysis, we're going to be performing a modified version of the 8-pillar analysis popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at 8 key financial metrics of Sherwin-Williams to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of their business based solely on their fundamentals. So let's get right into it. Starting off with pillar number one, we want their average PE over the past five years to be below 22 and a half. Currently, they're trading at about 36 times earnings. Over this time frame, they've gone to a low of 18 times earnings, and they've traded as high as 48 times earnings. Averaged out, they're trading at about 33 and a half times earnings, so this is going to be an X to start off here on pillar number one. Pillar number two, we want their average five-year return on capital to be above 9%. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and those business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. So in all five years, the Sherwin-Williams company has produced above average returns on capital. Their returns on capital have been pretty steady in the teens. They're averaging about 15.5% return on capital in a given year. So this is going to be our first check here on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Sherwin-Williams has grown revenues from just under $15 billion in 2017 up to just under $20 billion in 2021. So that's about 25% revenue growth overall. This is going to be another check here on pillar number three. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Net incomes over this time frame are slightly up. In 2017, they had $1.7 billion of net income. And in 2021, they had just under $1.9 billion of net income. So not a whole lot of growth here, but they are up. So that's going to be another check here on pillar number four. Pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back stock by decreasing the number of shares that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, ultimately increasing the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to without you having to spend a dime. 
We want to be invested in companies that allocate their capital intelligently and that buy back shares when the company is reasonably priced. So over this time frame, Sherwin-Williams has bought back about 6% of their shares outstanding. If you had been an investor in the business over the last five years, you now own 6% more of the company than you did five years ago, and you wouldn't have had to purchase any more shares over this time frame. So this is a welcome sign to see here, and this is another check on pillar number five. So far through five pillars, we have four checks. Pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. Free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It says column here in green. Free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and can be used to pay dividends, buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. A business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is ultimately what that business is going to be worth. So Sherwin-Williams produced $1.6 billion of free cash flow in 2017, and that increased to just under $1.9 billion of free cash flow in 2021. So not huge growth here. However, they have slowly but surely grown their free cash flows. This is going to be a check on pillar number six. Over this time frame, in an average year, Sherwin-Williams is producing just about $2 billion of free cash flow each year. Looking at their free cash flow profile, we can also see that relative to their cash from operations and free cash flows, Sherwin-Williams is really not having to invest a lot in capital expenditures. So that's a good sign to see here that they are a relatively light CapEx business. Pillar number seven, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents, to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So this pillar is going to help us evaluate whether the company is using too much leverage or not. So as of the end of last year, Sherwin-Williams had $11.3 billion of net debt. This is the amount of debt that they have left over after subtracting all their cash. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $2 billion times five, that only brings us to $10 billion. So this is going to be an X here on pillar number seven. Finally, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want their market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. So currently Sherwin-Williams has a $62 billion market cap. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $2 billion times 20, that only brings us to $40 billion. So we are off by nearly $22 billion here. This is going to be an X on pillar number eight. And relative to their ability to produce free cash flows, the business is looking richly valued. So this isn't necessarily saying that you should avoid Sherwin-Williams altogether. This type of analysis is a holistic starting point to determine whether it's worth your while to learn more about the business overall. It's not financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of the business either way. Instead, you want to consider this analysis in its entirety and take it as it is which is as a holistic beginning starting point for the business. So lastly, Sherwin-Williams is a dividend aristocrat that's almost a dividend king. Currently, they're only paying out a 1% dividend yield, but they've steadily increased their dividend payouts for each of the last 44 years. So while that's a great track record, we're still looking here to determine whether their dividend is healthy and supported by their cash flows. Unsurprisingly, they've increased their dividends per share in each of the past five years. And thanks to their buybacks and a slight increase in free cash flows, they've been able to increase their free cash flows per share over this time frame. So Sherwin-Williams has a pretty low dividend yield 
and they're also paying out a pretty small percentage of their overall cash flows as dividends. So based on this, their dividend payouts are very conservative. They have plenty of room between what they're bringing in in cash flows versus what they're paying out in dividends. Overall though, their dividend profile is looking like it's in pretty healthy shape. And the fact that they have a very conservative dividend payout ratio is a sign that bodes very well for Sherwin-Williams. So in summary, Sherwin-Williams checks the box on five out of eight pillars. They're off on our valuation metrics and the business is employing more debt than we're necessarily comfortable with. However, they earn above average returns on capital in the mid-teens. They've increased their revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows. They've also bought back about 6% of their shares in the last five years. And the company has a very conservative dividend payout ratio. And they've increased their dividend payouts in each of the last 44 years. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of the Sherwin-Williams Company, ticker symbol SHW. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Sherwin-Williams with me, and have a great day.